0: celebrating our connection with our pets this is animal radio here are your hosts al abrams and judy francis
1: and hey, welcome my friend judy is screening your calls at 1-866-405-8405 i like how i say screening because she doesn't really she you get through you could be like uh baba Booey, you know you'll get through I put them all through. That's good. We love you all. Dog trainer Alan Cable is here, Dr. Debbie, dog father Joey Volani, and Joy Turner, all for your calls today. Coming up on the show today, in just a few minutes, in fact, we're going to talk to Anthony Eddy. Is that his name? Anthony Eddy. He freeze-dries pets, after they've passed, of course. If you're not the kind of person that likes to look at an urn or bury the dog in the backyard, would you rather have your uh, expired dog sitting perhaps in the living room with you
2: Yeah, and put it in a pose like laying down i could lay down sure, on the couch sure. next to you or lay down in bed with you
1: he will do a taxidermy of your dog we'll find out about that in just a couple of minutes right here on animal radio also we're going to talk to a guy who's invented an ipad application that can train your dogs now i'm a little skeptical right now and i'm sure
3: oh alan alan's got to be a business
1: yeah. That's amazing right there. For a dollar ninety nine. What a deal. It'll
4: work it'll work until your dog chews up your iPad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's on the way in just a
5: few minutes and I think we'll actually have a couple of those apps to give away. Stacy, how are you doing, young lady? So I was at the dog park the other day and somebody said, You know what, your dog's got a gay tail. <laughs> you know me. I was taken back a little bit. I'm like, what do you mean by that? And I you know, I think my dog's pretty masculine. I don't know why you say that. But I'll explain what a gay tale means, and it's not what you think. Not that there's anything wrong with a gay tale, once again, but um, I'll explain all about gay tales. Coming up on Animal Radio News. Can I, can
3: Leave can it I to the Stacey. question? Yes. And I won't D- give I you know Do you think,
1: are you guys for or against gay tale marriage? You know, I really think it's okay. Yeah. I think it's fine.
2: Yeah, no, there's nothing yeah. wrong with it.
1: You know, what it happens is- behind closed doors? with your tails it's really none of yeah. your business anyway what were you what were you saying Joey you know what a gay
3: tail is I, I absolutely <laughs> do it was something that we taught the students in grooming school and I'm not going to say anymore because I know Stacy will throw stuff at me from the um, newsroom oh so she's I'm
2: glaring at word. you right now so you yes, better not exactly. say
1: I've learned never give away Stacy's teases Yeah. boy I did that once I think I hurt for the next week and a half in areas of parts of my body that I'd rather not even discuss
2: don't worry Stacy. Yeah. I won't let them talk okay
1: Okay. Now let's hit the phones. It's up to you right now. 1 405 8405.
6: Vinny Penn, Party Animal, coming at you on Animal Radio. All right, I know all of you out there. I, I'm going to sweep. I'm going to say all of you out there. Maybe the fact of the matter is 85% of you are on Facebook. You're doing the FB thing. You're on there. You're updating your status, especially if you're obsessed with your pooch. You're on there saying Lizzie just got home and is scratching Rogo's belly. I don't know where I came up with the name Rogo, but we're all doing the Facebook thing. One question I have for you is, I'm being inundated, not with friend ads, not a lot of people asking me to be their friend, but I am being inundated with all these various causes. I mean, from the silly uh so and so wants to know if you want to join the Brady Bunch trivia group, ignore to various uh you know, the race to uh, to end cancer. Group, And then you can check on more information and see if you want to be a part of it. I see a lot on there for animals and I wanted to kind of put it out there. Like, are we diluting the waters here on Facebook by by fashioning these kind of uh, grassroots groups? Are they taking away from the bigger? more well known groups that are actually generating capital and uh, we're and doing some good as far as spaying and neutering and saving strays and saving shelters in general are these little groups that are our board friends are putting together on Facebook are they chipping away at a larger stone and taking away from something that's been around for twenty years and and what I'm going to go and see if I can add Bob Barker as a friend. Do you think he would accept my ad? I think he would. I think he might. I'm going to see if he's even on Facebook. Gee, all that tanning. He doesn't even have much of a face left. But you tell me, is Facebook chipping away at the large stone of animal causes? Or should we join all these groups and every group? Hit me up at AnimalRadio.com. celebrating our connection with our pets
7: this
1: is animal radio good morning good afternoon good evening i'm hal abrams judy francis screening your calls at 1-866-405-8405 here to celebrate the connection with your pet animal communicator joy turner dog father joy volani dog trainer alan cable and dr debbie all for you and uh Stacey Cohn, what do you got going on over there?
5: You know, it's amazing what they can do when people lose an arm or a leg, a hand. I mean, they can attach somebody else's hand here to your hand now, your face, face transplants. Well, can you imagine if you were an alligator and you lost your tail? Another alligator bit it off. How would you get around? I mean, they use them for protection. Well, thanks to Hollywood, this alligator who had his tail bitten off got another one. I'll tell you how. Coming up on Animal Radio News.
1: Seems to be a lot of tale stories today. I don't know if anyone's noticed that. Is it just me? Okay. <laughs> also on the show today, we're going to be talking to Anthony Eddy. He taxidermies dogs and cats and animals.
2: Yeah, he freeze-dries freeze them. them. Yeah, I, I think that's two different things. We'll have to find out.
1: Uh, after they die, of course. We just got a call saying that was really that's cruel to do that. But it's after they've yes. expired. I want to straighten that out right now. Hi, Danielle. How are you doing?
8: Thank you. But my dog, not so good. Oh, what's up? Well, she is a 10-month Chihuahua Terrier mix. She's one of those little small dogs, about five pounds. And every once in a while when I see her outside, she'll be eating her own poop.
9: Ooh, Um, lovely. (laughs)
8: Yeah. She actually is one of three dogs. Um, The other dogs are also nuts. So we just have three dogs. They all poop in the same yard. Um, I'm doing what I can, but I'm just... I
9: don't want her to eat poop because I should sleep with me. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. And you don't want to... And, and not only for the gross factor and, you know, having to smell that breath, but for dogs that ingest feces, they have a higher rate of acquiring parasites and, you know, having just digestive upset in general. So it's definitely not a habit we want to, you know, have going on. Um, now, do they have access to go outside, like through a doggy door through the day or...?
8: Um, yeah. Um, I live in a house where I... There's a room downstairs where where my bedroom is, and there's a sliding off door to the backyard. So Mm -hmm. usually I I work from home, and I keep the door open, so she runs in and out throughout
9: the day. Well, the the bottom line is that this is actually a perfectly normal behavior. It may not be acceptable, but it is normal. So dogs do this. It's kind of an instinctual thing, and if we look at, like, how dogs are raised, their their mama dog actually cleans their backside and actually stimulates them to go to the bathroom. So she actually ingests their waste. So this is somewhat a um, kind of a cleanup mechanism they have and then also it just becomes kind of a wacky fun habit for some dogs. The challenge is recognizing it is an instinct, and it's going to happen if we allow it to happen through access. So one big problem that I have with your current setup is that there's no um, supervision, So if she's allowed to go and do things out back at will, you have no ability to correct her for that behavior. So uh, taking her outside to do her potty needs and to pair that with a positive reinforcement, praising her, giving her a treat, and then walking back into the house. That actually helps with a couple things. One, you know where she's doing her business and you can praise her for that. You can control her so she doesn't get back into that. You accompany that with picking up the poo in the yard so she doesn't have the opportunity again the next time. You go out and just snarf up a turd that quickly because, trust me, they will. They'll walk by, and I've seen it happen where it's just like a vacuum cleaner and the, and the turd is gone <laughs> before you know it. So, you really have to take control of her bathroom visits, and you can't leave a, a doggy door open or leave them unattended in the backyard because she's going to go right back for it. So, okay. the the other things that we can try to do is that we want to make sure that if you do catch her in the act, we don't discipline her. We don't yell at her, we don't chase her trying to pull the poop out of her mouth because that actually makes it more fun and becomes part of the game where mom's now going to chase me when I get to my poopy. and <laughs> um, So you want to have an alternative uh, thing you can do at that time. So you, I like to use the squeaky toy um, uh, d- distraction. Um, so you're outside, you, you're out, whether you have her on her leash or what have you, she starts to go for the poop. Instead of yelling at her, you say, oh, look at me, squeak, 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 and you go run in the other direction. In a puppy okay. of her age, that's way more fun than eating a turd. <laughs> so okay. you have to make something else more attractive, trying to pry the turd out of her mouth and yelling at her or chasing her. All of those things are very counterproductive, so don't let yourself do that. All right. and then. And then um, there are some over-the-counter remedies you can try. Um, there's deter tablets, 4-bit powder. Some people just use Edolph's uh, meat tenderizer and sprinkle that on the pet's food. Really? And what all of those things do, yeah, it's basically MSG and some enzymes in in the meat tenderizer. But what they do is they make the dog's poop taste bad which is great. Is, You'd think that poop tastes bad anyways, but, um, and of course, they have to be ingesting their own feces, so whoever you're treating uh, in their food would be who whose poop they're eating. Um, but that can help for some dogs, but it is not the sole cure, and I have a lot of people that say they use these things, but that's all they do, and it, it will fail if that's all you do, but if you use it in conjunction with more of a training program like this, then, then, then it can help.
8: All right. So, well, I was wondering... Um... Do you think that, you know, I do feed her a lot of people food, like just little snacks, like if I'm eating a cracker and I have an extra one, I'll give her half. Um, Is that maybe helping or is that, do you think that's going to be, I don't know, I don't know if that's that's making it worse, basically.
9: (laughs) I don't think it's probably increasing the potential for her eating her stool, but what she could be doing is she could definitely be creating a fussy eater <laughs> or developing the tendency for bagging. So, um, you know, for that reason, I don't recommend that, but I don't think it's it's probably increasing the, the likeliness that she's going to eat her poop.
8: All right. Well, thanks, guys. You've been very helpful. <laughs>
1: Good luck with that. Thanks for listening.
8: All right.
1: Bye-bye, guys. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo, Catch a tiger by my toe. My mother said, pick this line. How about this? Patrick. Hey, Patrick, how are you?
8: I'm okay. Thank we- you for
1: taking my call. Of course. Where are you calling from today?
10: I'm in Iowa today.
1: What can we do for
11: you?
10: Well, I have this dog. She's uh, four years old, four, about four years, three months old. I've had her for four years, and she, I drive a truck for a living, so we spend a lot of time in a semi-truck, which she does really well. But when we go home and in my car, she's just a spastic. I'm afraid she's going to have a puppy stroke one of these days.
4: <laughs> do you get in the car with her, just like you do the truck?
10: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Like if we go. You know, she 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 always wants to get in a car, but once that car gets to moving, she's just running back and forth, crying and whining and screaming and or, and just yeah, it's frightening.
4: How how big is your dog? What kind of dog you got?
10: She's a Schnauzer and Yorkie mix, about twenty one,
12: twenty two pounds.
4: You know, it's really really cool. My suggestion for you, really quick, is just to put a crate in there. Put your dog in a crate in the car. If you want to do it really quickly, and then just take off and see what she does. If she acts all calm in the crate, you're good to go. If she gets all crazy in the crate, don't talk to her. Don't look at her. Don't pay any attention. Only give her attention when she's quiet. And if she does go crazy in the crate, then what you want to do to teach her to ride in cars is, again, keep your car parked in the driveway and sit in the car with your dog. Don't even move the car just sitting in the the car and when the dog mellows out you tell her good dog and then you start the car and you sit in the driveway and when the dog mellows out you tell her good dog and then you take a trip around the block and you progress it from there but try a crate you know because the truck rides differently from a car and she might be getting just motion sickness and fear because of all the windows which she you know a truck doesn't have all those windows it's like a traveling house
10: yeah well you might have something there because it seems like if we just take A cruise down to the lake and drive around slow, she's not as bad. But when I go on highway speeds, it's just unbelievable.
4: Yeah, she's afraid of the sounds, the g forces, uh, the instability of the turning. But put a crate in the car, anchor the crate so the crate can't move. I bet you she'll be really cool inside the crate and calm and confident in the crate. Well,
10: that's a great idea. I could put that crate on the back of the Harley, too, then, right?
13: Help prevent pests on your pet with monthly topical flea or tick treatments. Advantage 2 for cats or dogs kills through contact so fleas don't have to bite to die. Canine Advantix 2, which is for dogs only, repels and kills ticks, fleas, and mosquitoes, repels biting flies, and kills lice. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantix 2 kill all flea life stages, including eggs and larvae. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantix 2 are recommended by veterinarians and are available at animal hospitals and pet specialties.
7: Fido Friendly is the travel and
1: lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each issue includes hotel and destination reviews along with health and wellness topics, dog training tips, and the latest fashion trends. Pick up a copy at Barnes & Noble, Hastings, or go online to FidoFriendly.com and subscribe today. Fido Friendly is the only magazine dedicated to the travel and lifestyle of man's best friend, and the one magazine
14: your dog will thank you for. Well, good morning to you, too.
11: Okay, so I was at night. I had a sword, and our house was a castle. There was this angry dragon. It was kind of scary. Oh, yeah? But I protected
5: the castle. Oh, that's my brave little man. I'm glad our castle is safe.
14: Your home is your castle, and sometimes you need help defending it. The National Association of Realtors supports maintaining homeowner tax incentives because they make home ownership more affordable for more families. Learn more at HouseLogic.com.
1: radio celebrating our connection with our pets coming up in just a couple of minutes a guy who freeze dries his uh well he freeze dries animals after they've expired that's his business so if you're thinking of a great way to memorialize your animal uh, that's on the way right here on animal radio uh let's uh can we give this away before we go to that call great okay let's do this uh give away a frolic hat bundle this is the frolic hat bolt which is an interactive laser toy that provides hours of fun for you and your feline friends. The Frolicat Twitch, which uh, bounces and swings a little enticing teaser toy. And the Frolicat Dart, which is an automatic rotating laser light. This bundle, worth millions of dollars in some countries, is yours right now at one 405 8405 Or you can pick it up at That's frolicat.com. That's F-R-O-L-I-C-A-T dot these are fun toys we've been talking about them for uh, many months now. We have a couple in the studio. Not a week goes by that I don't play with these little puppies. They're very entertaining. The cat says, uh, "It's my toy. Please let me play with it." Then I give in eventually. Let him play with it. So 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 sweet of you. I'm a giver. You P- sure are. People say that hell's a giver. Hey David, how are you doing?
15: Not too bad. How are you today?
1: Good. Where are you calling from?
15: Uh, I'm in Girard, Ohio. Girard? Um, o-
1: are you a truck driver? Yes, sir. I heard it in your voice. I- yeah, I heard. <laughs> <laughs> what's uh, what's going on with your dog? I have Alan Cable here, dog trainer extraordinaire.
15: Okay, we uh, adopted a rescue chihuahua. It's fifteen month old female. She's spayed, and she has a problem with happy pee. That's the first thing.
4: What was that? With why ha- Why do you call it happy
15: pee? Happy pee is when you see her, she rolls over on oh. her back, she pops her legs up. Rubber belly, and then all of a sudden, tinkle, tinkle. One of those. Uh, she's doing it all over the house on our bedspread, sure. carpeting, and all that. And we take her out. We let her out in the backyard. I know it's cold out. But we only let her out for a couple minutes. She sniffs. She wanders around, and she comes back in the house. And about twenty minutes later, she'll pee. On the week last weekend, it was like sixty-five degrees. So I put her collar on, and away we went for a walk. And we walked for about a mile. Came back, didn't pee, didn't uh, squat to poop or anything like that, and we're kind of concerned about why she's having this happy pee all the
4: time. Let me let me ask you something, Dave. When you take her, well, there's there's a lot of things I, I have to say to you, but first of all, it's not happy pee. It's what we call submissive urination, and it happens a lot of times with rescue dogs because you don't know where that dog has been. The odds are that dog was abused and people meaning you give up all kinds of unconscious signals to dogs dogs don't understand language they watch your body they watch the way you move and a lot of times when you move incorrectly or you react incorrectly a dog perceives it as a threat or or gets afraid because the dog has a lack of confidence so they get confused they get nervous and and so you're probably doing a lot of things that encourage the dog to go to the bathroom And, and the first thing you need to know is it's pretty much subconscious they don't even know they're doing it So you can't punish him or react to it. You can't give him any attention at all. The the first thing you need to understand is when you come home, you have to not pay any attention to the dog. You're going to have to reprogram yourself because you want to give your dog lots of affection and attention. But when you do that, you're actually doing the exact wrong thing. Because when you give a dog that has submissive urination attention and affection, you're teaching the dog that what the dog is doing is what you want it to do, is a good thing. The other thing is you can't react to the pee when it happens. You've got to make believe you don't even see it. And you've got to search for ways to give your dog confidence. So the first thing you need to do is when you come home, Pay no attention to the dog. Pay no attention to the dog when the dog is peeing uh, unless the dog is doing it you know, consciously. In other words, you're just walking around or you're just sitting there and the dog just starts to pee. Then you've got to make a correction. But if it's something you're doing that triggers the dog to pee, like you just walk close to your dog or you get up too quickly or you you make a loud noise or you've got to really pay attention to what you're doing, then then you really can't punish the dog because the dog is just reacting out of fear. You've got to find ways to increase your dog's confidence. here's Here's just a few things you can do, okay? When you come home, don't go straight over to him. Don't let him out right away. Let him mellow out. Let him calm down. When you leave the house, pay no attention to him. Just leave. Don't say goodbye. Don't talk to him. Nothing like that. Never let him see you clean up the mess inside the house. Just be slower and calmer. Wave at your dog as you walk by. Smile at your dog. Train other people to be calm around your dog. The
15: lady that we got the dog from, she had had it for about nine months. And she said the same thing. The dog would pee anytime she wanted to. And I just thought, okay, we're getting her. She's nice. She's to our household. And it was a new, a new environment to her. And I talked to my brother who has a pair of chocolate labs. And he says it's probably a culture shock or because she's in a new environment, she's not used to it. I said, okay, we can deal with that. Um, but it's been like two weeks and she sleeps with us. Um, my wife goes to work, lets her out in the morning before she goes to work, comes home, doesn't pay any attention to her. She goes straight to the bedroom and she lets the dog wander from the kitchen and then she'll come into the bedroom, jump up in the bed, and my wife will go to rub her belly and it's I gotta pee and
4: yeah. See that's pure submission, buddy. You know another good another good idea. You said it was only two weeks and two weeks is nothing. I mean it's gonna take. To change a dog like this, to change the behavior of a dog like this, you might go get a professional. I mean, if you have the dough, a dog behaviorist can do wonders with you and for you and for the dog, because it takes a long time to give a dog the confidence to overcome the fear that that somebody gave this dog. And, and a good point of uh, a good point of fact for you would be. To, to put your dog in a kennel at night, and when you take the dog out during the day, stay outside until the dog goes to the bathroom. Just you know, let the dog... Does your dog act like a dog when it's on a leash? Does she sniff around, do stuff like that?
15: No, she walks with her tail between her legs. Yep. And it's Pure like she's fear. afraid of she is any, afraid. anything. Pure.
4: So what you've got to do is teach her to be a dog again. See, she's not acting like a dog. If you watch how dogs act, what does a dog do as soon as you let him out? He wants to sniff around. He wants to mark his territory. He wants to investigate. Your dog's not acting like a dog. Your dog is so afraid. So the first thing you do, do you have a backyard? Yep. Take your dog for walks in the backyard. Take her to the spot you want her to go to the bathroom. Like what you're do? What you going to do is walk in a circle or a square, depending on how, back, how big your backyard is. You're not going to talk to your dog at all. You're just going to walk. And then when you, the area where you want your dog to the bathroom, you're gonna stay and stop for about 60 seconds and just stand there. Don't look at your dog. Don't talk to your dog. Don't take your dog out of the backyard until your dog becomes confident in your backyard. Start sniffing around, peeing, acting like a dog. Then you take her out of the backyard and you walk her around the block where you live. You don't take her out of that area till she gets confident in that area. And you'll be able to recognize the confidence because she'll stop acting afraid. She'll start acting confident. She'll start acting like a dog, sniffing, forgetting that she's afraid, She'll be acting really, really cool, like a dog. And then you expand the area, and then what you're going to want to do is take, start taking her around other people and other dogs, but not too close. Just close enough she can see him, And then when she starts getting nervous, watch her body. When she starts getting nervous, you walk the other way. When she acts nervous and afraid, you don't talk to her. You don't say, oh, that's okay, girl. You Don't try to comfort her because that just reinforces the behavior. That teaches her, oh, when I act like this, I get affection. So you don't want to do that. You want to only give her affection when she's confident, when she's acting like a dog, when she pees outside, and you don't want to give her any affection or attention when she's acting afraid. You just want to be calm and quiet, calm and quiet, confident. Does that make sense? Use your yard, expand the area as she gains confidence. Does that make sense to you?
15: Yes, it does. But here again, we have another problem with her where she'll go, I have a California king-size craftmatic bed. And on Monday, I was home, and she snuggled up to me, and I took a nap. And I woke up, and I said, okay, come on, let's go. And the next thing I know, she's underneath the bed, and she wouldn't come out.
4: Again, listen listen to me. Your dog is terribly afraid. So, again, no talking. So if you're going to let your dog sleep in bed with you, when you decide to get up, get up very slowly, walk out of the room, don't talk to her, don't look at her, just leave, Okay? Don't say anything, okay? If she runs under the bed, let her stay under the bed. Don't try to coax her out. Don't do anything. Just let her be. As she gains confidence, because you're confident, and because you're giving her the correct body language, she will come out and follow you. Trust me. She will come
1: to you. Okay. Thank you for your call today, David. We wish you the best of luck with that and the happy pee. I know Ladybug, the studio stunt dog, has a little happy pee every once in a while. Jeez. You know what I say? What do you say?
3: I say, rub the dog on the belly, let him pee all over, and then go out and buy Joey <laughs> You know what? Stain and odor remover, <laughs> and buy the gallon, buy it by the gallon, 50-gallon oh, drums, oh. it
1: works wonders. I was just thinking during that call there that you were seeing ka-ching, 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 because as long as yeah, they're I peeing, <laughs> you're selling the Joey Volani spot. Pee all remover. over,
4: pee. Yes, The Joey pee. Volani capitalist system.
3: That's right. <laughs>
14: So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life.
11: Mom, I had the best dream. (laughs) Well, good morning to you, too. Okay, so I was at night. I had a sword and our house was a castle. There was this angry dragon. It was kind of scary. Oh, yeah? But I protected the castle.
5: Oh, that's my brave little man. I'm glad our castle is safe.
14: Your home is your castle, and sometimes you need help defending it. The National Association of Realtors supports maintaining homeowner tax incentives because they make home ownership more affordable for more families. Learn more at HouseLogic.com.
7: It was the moment I realized I was about to lose my job.
16: I found myself searching for pills instead of just being with my family.
7: At that moment, I finally decided to get help for my addiction to opioids.
16: The prescription painkillers.
7: At TurnToHelpNow.com. You'll learn that opioid dependence is a real medical condition and that there are different ways to get help, including those in a private setting, without the need for daily visits.
16: That moment led me to to turntohelpnow.com.
7: Make now your moment. Visit turntohelpnow.com today.
16: Hey, are you all set for your fishing trip? Mm-hmm. Did you pack the beer?
7: Um. Wait,
8: is that some Twisted Tea I see in the back of the car? Come on,
7: Twisted Tea? Yeah,
8: I can see why. <laughs> twisted Tea, real tea taste with a cake? I don't
6: know. One of the guys must have snuck it in there. Oh,
8: come on. <laughs> I bet you're craving the real ice tea taste of Twisted Tea. I know. It's so refreshing. It is. It's so smooth. It's pretty smooth. But if you want me to take it out. Uh,
10: hold on to it. Uh, we
7: might have one or, or several. <laughs> twisted Tea, real tea taste with a cake. Twisted Tea Brewing Company, Cincinnati, Ohio. Drink sponsor
13: this is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by the Scoop Free Self-Cleaning Litter Box. Never see, touch, or smell messy waste again.
5: I'm Stacey Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, when you think of a therapy animal, a dog comes to mind. You know, people have therapy dogs. A lot of people have therapy dogs that they pretend are therapy dogs, but they're not. But there are real ones. Um, You know, they do that so they can take their dog wherever they want. But also horses come to mind. You don't really think about rats as being therapy animals. Because, you know, they've got these reputations of being a little creepy, like in the movie Willard or Ben. But it's scenes in the movie that Vicki Altman wants people to know is just a movie. Rats aren't terrible. They're not awful, especially domesticated rats, Altman said. She owns 8-month-old Cheyenne. It's a Japanese-bred domesticated rat who curiously, pops her head in and out of her pouch. The owner of Cheyenne is sharing her red-eye-whiskered friend with others through Mocan Pet Partners. It's a nonprofit visiting local organization, and they use animals as therapy. According to Altman, Cheyenne is already a hit with her little visitor kids who face medical battles of their own. She said Cheyenne passed an evaluation to become a pet partner, and she has to be handled by three different type of people, be around noisy situations, anything that you might encounter in a nursing home places like the Ronald McDonald House. While Cheyenne is visiting, Altman said she keeps her on a a homemade harness. And she said that Cheyenne is a sweet little uh, rat and gets along with everyone, even her cat roommates. But most importantly, Altman said Cheyenne knows how to care. So, you know, all different kinds of animals can be uh, therapy animals. It's not easy being green and being a pet. Small water frogs marketed and sold as pets are being linked to an outbreak of salmonella infections. From the the year 2008 to 2011, according to the U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention, a report that was just published in Pediatrics found that the infection sickened 376 people in 44 U.S. states and sent 29% of those to the hospital. Most of these are kids. This was the first salmonella outbreak associated with aquatic frogs. Frogs, And um, they've been marketed as good pets for kids, but you know what? They're not. Uh, you, you can um, get very sick with salmonella. You can have prolonged diarrhea, cramps, vomiting, fever. So probably a good idea to stay away from uh, those kind of frogs as pets for your kids. But those kind that are outside, you know, running around, those are good. I used to have those frogs. We used to do frog races all the time. <laughs> and then we dissected them in high school. <clears throat> That's a whole other thing. A tailless alligator living at an animal care facility in Phoenix now has a brand new tail. Sarah Jarvis with the Core Institute says Mr. Stubb's new appendage wasn't hard to fashion. It was made from a silicone material normally used for special effects in Hollywood, and they just fastened it to him with nylon straps
11: figuring out how to make a mold and then getting the mold and then playing with the material and I made some little models and stuff and figured out that it's gonna be pretty good for the full
5: tail animal experts say they believe Mr. Stubbs tail was likely bitten off by another gator and now he's being taught how to swim with his new appendage I'm Stacy Cohen get more animal breaking news at animalradio.com this has been an animal radio news update brought to you by
13: the scoop free self-cleaning litter box just replace a disposable litter tray once every few weeks and never handle messy waste again. Learn more at ScoopFree.com.
14: Do you enjoy cleaning your cat's litter box? <laughs> I didn't think so. Scoop Free is the litter box that cleans itself so you don't have to. ScoopFree automatically rakes waste away, but unlike other systems, you can leave ScoopFree alone for weeks at a time without handling waste or refilling litter. All you do is replace a disposable litter tray, and you'll never see, smell, or touch messy waste again. Learn more about the number one rated automatic litter box at ScoopFree.com.
2: We've talked about Stella and Chewy's family of freeze-dried and frozen dinners for dogs. Now we're pleased to share two new exotic dinner additions Simply Venison and Absolutely Rabbit. Both are made with 90% single-source protein and enhanced with organic fruits and vegetables. Each are fortified with vitamins, minerals and probiotics to be 100% complete and balanced. Stella and Chewy's, the official food of Ladybug, Animal Radio Studio Stunt Dog. Only the good stuff. For more information,
16: go to Stella and Chewy's
7: It was the moment I realized I was about to lose my job.
16: I found myself searching for pills instead of just being with my family.
7: At that moment, I finally decided to get help for my addiction to opioids.
16: The prescription painkillers.
7: At TurnToHelpNow.com, you'll learn that opioid dependence is a real medical condition and that there are different ways to get help, including those in a private setting, without the need for daily visits.
16: That moment led me to to TurnToHelpNow.com.
7: Make now your moment. Visit turntohelpnow.com today.
16: Hey, are you all set for your fishing trip? Mm-hmm. Did you pack the beer?
7: Um wait,
8: is that some twisted tea I see in the back of the car? Come
7: on, twisted tea. Yeah,
8: I can see why. <laughs> twisted tea, realized tea taste with a cake. I don't
6: know. One of the guys must have snuck it in there. Oh
8: come on. <laughs> I bet you're craving the realized tea taste of twisted tea. I know. It's so refreshing. It is. It's so smooth.
7: It's pretty smooth.
8: But if you want me to take it out. Uh hold
7: on to it. Uh we might have one or, or several.
8: <laughs> twisted tea. Realized tea taste with a
7: cake. Twisted tea brewing company, Cincinnati, Ohio, drink a
1: it's Animal Radio. Any of you who have owned pets for a while, been a guardian of pets, might have lost a pet. It happens be very traumatic, very upsetting. And oftentimes you want to memorialize them with an urn that may sit somewhere in the house. Or a
2: stone in your yard, a marker.
1: Gravestone. Mm-hmm. This guy has a way that you could really memorialize them. Anthony Eddy is joining us. Hi, Anthony. How are you doing? I'm fine, thank you. You freeze-dry pets, taxidermy them pretty much? Yes, we do. Okay, so we do. i got to ask, is this something that a lot of people do? This is actually the first time I've heard of this. I mean, I know that the, the deer heads that uh, are on the wall are the falcons, or but do people take their dogs and cats and taxidermy them?
17: Well, there's quite a few people that are doing it. It's enough that it's a large part of our business right now. We're doing about 150 to 200 pets a year, and uh, oh. we're talking all types of pets from dogs and cats to alligators to uh, iguanas. Uh, it's just a various amount of, of different pets that we do. Wow!
1: The process is freeze drying.
17: That's correct.
2: Is that different from regular taxidermy?
17: Oh yes. Uh, in freeze drying, you have to have with what the what are freeze dry machines, which have been manufactured, and these cost about twenty five or thirty thousand. Wow! And uh, what makes it so popular um, for pets is that we don't have to disturb the pet. The pet is. Uh, is positioned, and then it's frozen, and then it goes in these machines. And these machines cause water to vaporize right out of the animal. And it, it, after time, after several months, uh, all the moisture has been removed, and therefore the pet is stable. Uh, this machine will make water act like dry ice. If you're familiar with dry ice, you know we can just put it out here on a solid floor, and it will vaporize and never go through the liquid stage. Well, with these machines, that is what it, how it makes water behave.
2: Does it last? Does the pet actually last longer in this state than if it was? Just regular taxidermied?
17: Probably as well or probably longer because we aren't disturbing the, the natural tissues too much.
2: And that can take up to a year to freeze dry a pet? Uh,
17: a large dog would probably take a year. A, a small cat or a 10-pound a lot of our cats weighing 10 pounds and less will take about five
7: to six months. Oh, so if
1: I drop off a cat, it's going to take a half a year for me to, before I even get it back. Is that what you're saying? That,
17: that, that's correct.
1: That's
2: correct. So I guess this if is it, different from taxidermy. I know people complain when they have their animal taxidermy because it doesn't look right. The eyes aren't right. The, you know It's a little different. It doesn't look quite the same. But I guess this just freezes it in its natural state, so you don't have that problem?
17: Well, no. there is. A, we do get some movement uh, around around the eyes we have to re- remove the natural eye because it just turns white if you try to freeze dry it. and so wow. we have if we custom make we have uh, glass eyes for cats that are custom made for us in South Dakota and we can get them pretty close when it goes into freeze dryer but then after the pet comes out we have to do final adjustments and the way we do that we can take a uh, 70% isopropyl alcohol and rehydrate that area some then we work off the of photographs to get back uh, the identity of that individual pet. The mm-hmm. facial features are still there, and uh, people know their pets very well, so it's oh, yeah. very important to do good work yeah. or, because they know that pet very, very well, whereas a deer hunter or any other type of hunter doesn't know his specimen before it's
2: killed. So. <laughs> How much does something like this cost?
17: A pet uh, the size of a cat starts at $850.00. Oh. And that's for the ten pounds. And we have, uh, we're currently doing a dog uh, uh, that's going to cost uh, well over seven thousand.
1: Wow! Just because it's a big dog?
17: Yes, because it's a big dog. It's a Malamute that weighs one hundred and seventy pounds. Wow. But the gentleman, the gentleman flew it in on a Learjet, so we thought he could probably wow. handle it.
2: <laughs> he can afford it. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So why do you do this?
17: Well, it's just a a natural progression of uh, taxidermy for me. We started out doing taxidermy when I was young in my teens, and gradually I worked into doing freeze-dry for other taxidermists, and we were mainly doing turkey heads and and squirrels and small mammals and things like this, and then we had a request at some point that someone wanted a pet done. So we took it on, and the, the pet turned out very well. The customer was very happy. And from that point, uh, through word of mouth, and then we've had uh, lots of exposure to, to the news media, uh, our business has grown to what it is today.
1: Can you uh, make them in a certain position? Because I know my cat, for instance, lies in a certain position. Can I taxidermy him in that position?
17: Yes, that's the beauty of the freeze-dry process also. Since we aren't using a, in conventional taxidermy, we're using a a mannequin that you order and buy. And you're very limited into the poses. But in freeze-dry, since we're using the real vertebra and the real muscles, we can move that cat around or a dog into various positions. So what we really like to do, and we ask our Customers is we like to have photos and reference, and we ask them now how do you want this pet position and oftentimes we like to work over a photo because it's old so saying a, a photo is worth a thousand words and in our our business that's surely the case
1: I can't imagine you know having my Deceased animals sitting in the corner. What do do people put them in the corners of rooms, or what what do
2: they do with them? In their beds, their Uh, little dog beds.
17: Right. A lot of them go back in their their dog beds. And and, uh, the the people that we work for, uh, uh, people that don't have it done, or a lot of people think it's very unusual and very odd. But the the group that uh, that we do work for, uh, they're extremely grateful that there is somebody out there doing this process because they just can't stand the idea of burying their pets or having it cremated. So we're an alternative for those people.
1: certainly is unique. Let me give out the website. It's www.pet-animalpreservation.com. And, of course, we'll put links to everything you've heard on today's show over at animalradio.com. Anthony, Eddie, joining us, thank you so much for, for spending time and telling us all about this. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Have a great day, Eddie. You too. Anthony, Eddie. That was interesting. Yeah. yeah, Would you do that? Well, I, you know, I... I yeah, only if I could, you know, have fun
4: with it. I mean, you know, put my dog in a position that would make me laugh.
2: Put put him in a car and roll down the window, stick his head out, and watch people. Yeah, freak. or
4: some, something like that. Yeah, like or he's sniffing his butt, as, you know, the
1: entire time or something like that. Something <laughs> great for the carpool pull lane. Right? Yeah. yeah, think about that.
2: <laughs>
1: or you know, if your wife expires and you, I mean, could you get hurt? Yeah. I don't know. How about a, how about a bunch of security? You know, like for security deterrence,
4: you you uh, actually buy a bunch of gigantic uh, yeah. dead. Dogs freeze dry and put them at your gate or at the front of your house like the stone lions.
2: And then you move them around every once in a while.
3: Yeah, you move them around. Every... You know what? Though? The only problem with that is you'd only be able to afford little dogs because <laughs> at seven at seven G's, I don't I don't need that deterrent. That's, true, that's yeah. that that's like robbing me. You know, be kind of funny though
4: is to take one to like the front of a store and just sit there and go, "Hey, you want to pet my dog?"
3: And I'd like to see what they look like, though. I'll be very honest with you.
2: Yeah, see if they really are lifelike.
3: Freeze dry. Right, that's what, the only thing that got freeze-dried was coffee. See? What that's what I thought. Don't get that mixed up. Now, if you add water, do you have a real dog again? Oh, there <laughs> you go. Oh. The,
1: chia, you the chia dog. Okay, I'll try to repeat it slowly. It's one 405 8405 Write that down. Even if you don't need it today, you might need it sometime in the future when you have a question about your pet for our veterinarian, Dr. Debbie, or for dog trainer Alan Cable, or groomer dog father Joey Villani, or even animal communicator Joy Turner, we're all here for you. You can also download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android and ask your questions right from the app, too. So there's a couple of great ways to get your questions answered here at Animal Radio. Let's go to Deborah. Hi, Deborah. How are you?
11: I'm good. How are you?
1: Good. Where are you calling from today?
11: Gallup, New Mexico. I'm a truck driver. Oh,
1: so you're driving today. Okay. What's going on? I understand you want to talk to Joey Villani.
11: Yes, I do. Uh, I have two Boston Terriers, and I'm having a real problem with shedding right now. They're on the truck with us. And I got a curry brush he recommended, and I've been brushing them, but it doesn't seem to be helping.
3: Are you getting a lot of hair out with that brush?
11: Yes. There's a
3: couple of things. Um, Boston terriers, I know in general, are a little bit nervous and high-strung, but how are your dogs particularly? If
11: they got any more laid back, they'd be asleep. Okay, well, that's actually, <laughs> that's
3: actually good because, you know what, the, the more nervous the pet is, the more they're going to shed, so that's good. So how often do you um, use the curry brush on them? How often do you brush them?
11: The last two weeks, um, at least twice a
3: day. At least twice a day, okay. That's that's really good. So we got we have um, two things basically left. Number one could be dietary. Depending on what they're eating, and it doesn't necessarily mean that they're having a bad diet. Just some foods and um, certain types of, of nutritional value actually make dogs shed a little bit more than others. Well, part of the shedding process, it's natural. I had an American Staffordshire Terrier. The dog never shed, mm-hmm. never at all. I mean, it didn't, it didn't matter. It just That was just his genetics. He didn't shed. And then I had okay. another one that shed like mad. You know what? There wasn't too much that we could do about it. But there are some certain products out there that could definitely help. Firminator, okay. okay, is a company that um, specializes in shedding shampoos and conditioners. If you just wash your dog. And then let them, towel dry, I'm gonna let them air dry. Don't force it out. Now what's going to happen is when the dog dries, you're gonna notice that there's gonna be a lot of dead hair. Then, curry all that out at that point in time. And what that's gonna help do, that's gonna help remove the stuff that was, that wouldn't come out on its own, so it needed help. It's almost what the fermenting shampoo is doing. Um, but it's you're doing it with just, just the water and the soap, so it's drying on its own. It's lubricating it with water. It's releasing. The only difference is, is you're not going to get the maximum impact that you would out of the, those particular shampoos and condition, conditioners. There are definitely other um, shedding-type products that are out there. A lot of them I've used. I find that the Ferminator ones probably do work the best.
11: I think I have the shampoo. Um, I'll have to check, but I'm pretty sure that's what I have back there. But I have changed the dog food. Um, last month, I changed from uh, Blue Buffalo because it was gotcha. ha- so hard to find and keep on the truck. To Purina One, that said it, that was good food. I don't know if it is or not. That might well, have something to uh, do with it. I didn't think about that.
1: Have you noticed a difference uh, between when you were on the Blue Buffalo and now that you're on the Purina that the shedding has increased?
11: Yes, I think it
3: has. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. be really honest with you there, um, if I can. And um, it it sounds to me that that would be my first move back is I would try to go back to my my, my old food or try something else that's comparable.
1: We uh, moved from Blue Buffalo to Natural Balance, and that stuff uh, seems to work really well with the cats as far as their shedding goes. Mm-hmm. So I, I might recommend that there, Deborah. Thank you for your call today at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. That is toll free to the Dream Team. Video. We'll head back to the phones in just one second. It is, of course, Easter tomorrow, and uh, a lot of dangers around this time of the year with uh, what Easter lilies and yeah, what other yeah. things.
9: Well, Easter lilies are horribly toxic to cats and what a lot of people don't realize is that just a few nibbles on a leaf or actually the dusting of the pollen for a cat can be fatal, causes oh, wow. kidney failure. So mm-hmm. you should not have lily well, Easter lilies and many other styles of lilies in your home if you have a cat. Mm-hmm. Um but the other thing we just had a dog that um actually ingested a ton of Easter grass and had to have exploratory surgery. Oh and this is actually something most common in cats, but dogs can do it too And in, in the actually is a string foreign body, so when it, they eat it, it gets stuck in their intestine um requiring surgery and, and very dangerous so that's another big one and then of course, chocolate, chocolate. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, and so remember the large amounts you might have around during Easter is really the big thing, so don't leave it under beds or places where kids uh, might hide it <laughs> where dogs can get into it and and dark chocolate is by far the the worst what about eggs
1: you know the kids are looking for oh, yeah. eggs around the yard Do they- yeah
9: they if they're cooked eggs um, you know a small amount is not going to be a problem you know definitely raw eggs uh, are a no no um, but then you know those plastic eggs you know a lot of times there's the candies in there so I've had dogs where they'll chew pieces of that and that can actually be a, a foreign object that that cuts through their digestive tract mm. so you know all of those kind of yummies you want to keep kind of out of way
2: what about um, the shell on the hard-boiled egg will that harm them
9: generally not in um, it because it, it breaks up it's digested It It just can cause a little tummy upset if they're eating it intact, but uh, that's generally not a big problem. Um, so yeah, all of these things. And you know, the thing that, you know, I cringe at Easter every year is because people always feel compelled to buy the baby chicks or to go out and buy bunnies for their kids. And you gotta remember, chicks grow up into chickens or roosters. Oh boy. (laughs) And uh, bunnies just, you know, aren't an easy pet for small children. They're really not appropriate. And uh, they have special diet, They have special husbandry that they need, environment, and some medical care, too. So it's not something just to go out on a whim because you feel the Easter urge. Um, so we don't okay. want to have those pets turned in at shelters.
1: Well, have a safe and wonderful Easter. And, of course, it's followed by my favorite holiday, April Fool's.
9: <laughs> well, you're a fool. That's I, why. I, I am a
1: fool. Let's uh, head to the phone. We have Jimmy on the phone. Hey, Jimmy, how are you doing?
18: All right. How are you doing today? Good.
1: Good. What's going on?
18: I have a uh, Dachshund. She's about five, six years old, okay. and she has all of a sudden developed or uh, lack of use of her rear leg, and she's dragging it. I've got okay. a, a wheelchair I'm building for her. That way, she can uh, possibly build strength back up.
9: Okay. H- has this baby been to the vet at all? Uh, yes,
18: ma'am. We've taken her, and they've looked at her, um, and they want to do further tests. But right now, it's not within the uh, financial means.
9: Okay. Okay, well, because definitely when I hear um, a dachshund who's dragging a leg, um, it definitely is a very serious symptom and um, different than a dog that's limping. So in particular, dachshunds are a breed um, that are high risk for spinal cord problems where they'll have disc issues, and those discs actually kind of push up against the spine and they cause pain, and then eventually they can cause loss of sensation or function of those legs. So, if she's only got this on one leg, that kind of tells me this might be more localized to that side of the spine in the lower back. Um, and and certainly, you know, we'd, we'd like to do some level of basic tests. And, and for everyone, I think there's the decision we have to make, whether it's, um, a pet we can treat, uh, surgically or if we treat them medically. And and if testing and surgery is not an option, I'd want to make sure that on her behalf that I, I make sure that you do work on pain management and that is something that cost wise there's still some very inexpensive options that we shouldn't ignore that pain that is, is certainly to be present there. Make sure you do address that. Um, medicines like tramadol, non-steroidal pain relievers or even prednisone or some steroids can be used for these guys um, and I like the idea that you're trying to help help her maneuver and get around um, you know, with a um, pet uh, wheelchair but you can't do that without taking care of um, the pain, and then making sure that she can eliminate her bladder. If those two things aren't being taken care of, then then I'm afraid that she's going to be in a bad state and she's going to be suffering. So, are well, you noticing if she's eliminating and, and going to the bathroom?
18: We are making sure of that. Ma- we okay, make sure good. she does every time we take her out. She does use the restroom. Good. We don't we don't even know how this developed? I mean, I've I've, been, I've had Dodson for 20 years and uh i've had one who got real bad and we we ended up having to uh do the only option uh you know put him down and mm-hmm. it hurt sure. her bad. but uh yeah th- this one we've had her since she was a pup and we've picked her up put her on the bed picked her up carried her down the stairs put her back down you know we've not let her become strenuous on you know jumping around or anything of that nature and all of a sudden she just started losing function
9: of that leg yeah and you know the best thing you know certainly for for many dogs is surgery that can be very costly it can be thousands of dollars um, in testing and surgery but I can tell you I have had um, oodles and oodles of dachshunds that have had problems where we can treat them medically the number one thing you can do to ensure success with treating her medically is to rest her so while well, a, a wheelchair might be nice for the long-term paralyzed patient for her the number one thing is not allowing her to move around or to try to get around because that is going to kind of slow down her recovery. And I can recall one patient I had where this gentleman had the best interest of his pet at heart, and he knew he couldn't do the surgery, couldn't do a lot of costly hospitalization. He kept that dog in a pet crate, a kennel, and we did that for two months. And I'll be damned, this dog went from dragging its both of its back legs and having no pain sensation to walking like a normal dog. But you can't expect that kind of recovery if we're allowing her to run around and motor around the house in a cart. There might be a place and a time for that, but I don't think that's going to be right yet. And, and I would definitely work very stringently to keep her very confined, preferably in a small pet crate um, while she's healing up.
18: Okay, I, uh, I have one I use for whenever I travel. I uh, put both of them in so I can uh, put her in that.
9: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then, like I said, make sure she is on some pain medication so that will help her feel more comfortable. Um, you know, as she's you know recovering from this.
12: Yes, ma'am,
18: I will do that.
9: Wonderful. Well, great. And you know, for anyone else with, with pets, you know, dachshunds are definitely a breed. We see this kind of problem pretty commonly. But also beagles, um, we see a, a lot of different types of back problems, as well as some shih tzus, lots of opses. Um, so, um, you know, keep that in mind. If you do see a pet dragging a leg, it is something. It's a big red warning sign to mm. get to the vet.
1: Okay. one That is toll-free to the Dream Team here at Animal Radio. It's Animal Radio, and as we start our second hour, I want to pat myself on the back. We made it through a whole hour without bringing up the "Animals Are People Too" jingle.
11: Animals are people too.
1: That one it sure has stirred up a lot of controversy. We have even more email. You've all looked at it, haven't you?
3: Well, uh, I, I had a, I had a lot to say on it. I don't know how much you really wanted me to be the same.
1: Uh, I think people are silly. It's been pissing me
3: off, actually. Here's the the problem. Here's
4: here's the problem.
1: Everybody's for freedom of speech until you say something they don't like. Maybe I should read the letter here. It it comes from... Oh, she doesn't want her name used on the air. It's a a list. Now, why
4: doesn't she want
1: her name used on the air? Because she knows
4: she's a nut. That's why. She she is.
1: Absolutely. She uh, works as a state legislative analyst and a caseworker. She says it's her job to understand our constituents, even those from whom she disagrees. Mm -hmm. The line, animals are people too, runs directly counter... ...to the dominant Old Testament teaching and the core differences between man who is in the image and likeness of God and animals or the beasts... Um, yes, that's right. She says this is not a new age thinking place like California. She's referring to Reading, Pennsylvania, where she lives. And uh, I know the phones are going to ring from Reading right now. Uh, she says California is new age thinking. We don't have people in uh, Reading who elect a governor moonbeam. What does that mean? What is a governor I don't know, moonbeam? That, uh,
4: that means you know, like you're floating on a cloud. You're you're living in a yeah. you're living in a magical place, fairyland. That's okay. where you are. You're I fairly are are
1: Our central religious traditionalism will never allow your jingle to do anything but offend. Make yes. light of the objections on your March 9th program was even offensive to me and i don't offend easily
4: but it's her job to understand i mean she doesn't offend easily you know look i I have something to say about this and then i won't say anything anymore it's just a joke we're just clowning around we know animals are not people too we know people are not animals too i mean everybody knows this it's just we love animals that's all it is it's not serious we don't really seriously believe animals are people too and then you get the people on the other side of the coin who want animals to be treated like people too yes people are important i think people are more important than animals but when you love your animal your animal is just as important to you as any person and that's all it is it's not we're just joking around and to say that our joking around offended you well then you don't have a sense of humor you're somebody who never laughs at anything and don't try to say you do because you don't
3: you know i'm gonna say i'm gonna agree and disagree with you as well thank you thank you much Animals to me. I don't have kids. Okay, we have four dogs. We have a bird. They're my kids. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can't. They're people to me. Okay, and yes, I take them that's that way. I, I treat. I, I treat them that way. And yes. it's funny because when I first moved into a house when I lived in New Jersey, the next door neighbor was upset because my dog would bark, and he wouldn't bark excessively. He would bark just being a dog. And he came over and says, "You know what? We have a problem. What we're going. What What are we going to do about this?" And honestly, I'm not going to do anything about because my dog isn't talking excessively my answer to him was this "I said listen you know what you having a problem with me is a lot better than me having a problem with you i'm telling you that right now these are my kids and if you're going to say anything disparaging or you're going to talk bad about my pets we're going to have a problem because they are treated like people to me the other thing is is, is what this woman says and it's terrible that she works for the state because these are the people who are making decisions for us and can't even be That's open-minded right. enough to know that you know what god created all of us if you want to go there. they created the pets, he created the people, he created the animals, everything. Let's respect them all like we would respect each other. That's basically all we're saying. Mm. And it's a bunch of crap. If you're going to get yourself that worked up over a friggin' jingle, you know what? Go outside and stick your head in a bucket of water. I don't know what else to say. It's ridiculous. <laughs> get
4: a life. Well, there, there, there is one thing Joey said that I have to take issue with. He said he's from New Jersey. And in New Jersey, yes, people are animals
6: too.
3: <laughs> and you know what? In New Jersey, right next door to Pennsylvania, and you know what? I'm a New Jerseyan. Even though I'm out here in California, I'm still a New Jerseyan, and 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 I completely differ with what this person says. It's crazy. Okay, well, you just got. It's a just a joke. C- it's a joke. It, it
1: is a joke. We just got a call from uh, another listener in Reading, Pennsylvania, WEEU, listening there, who says this lady does not reflect my opinions. For those of you listening in Reading, uh, we understand that. Well, you might be a New Age thinking. Well, that's a You know what? State, beautiful state. You're calling, Can I just say you're calling Joey?
3: a pet. Sh- you're calling a pet show. Okay, we're pet fanatics. What you got to understand? Yes, that. that's, that's why right. we're on the show. That's why we do what we do because we're fanatical pet people. Maybe a little right. bit more than a lot of other people. Okay. That's and right. we're not saying anything, anything bad, disparaging. And I'm sorry they took offense to it, but you know what? Tough. There you go. Yeah. I just
4: want to say I'm offended at that last woman for not being offended.
1: You know, we are an equal opportunity offender
0: here at Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis.
1: And welcome, my friend. Judy is screening your calls at 1 866 405 8405. Dog trainer Alan Cable is here, Dr. Debbie, dog father Joey Volani, and Joy Turner. All for your calls today. Coming up on the show today, in just a few minutes, in fact, we're going to be talking to a guy who has a brand new app, an iPad app, that can train your dog. It's going to put... Uh,
2: Alan out of work.
1: That's what I'm thinking. Yep. <laughs> Joey Villani, what are you going to be talking about today?
3: Yes, sir. Well, I am going to be talking about proper preparation of your dog's coat from spring to summer.
5: Oh, summarizing.
3: Summarizing. Yes, we're going to be summarizing. I'll summarize the whole thing for
5: you. Stacy Cohn in the newsroom. When you think about therapy animals, you think of a dog. You know, everybody has, not everybody, but people have therapy dogs. Sure. And they could be very expensive too. 7000 bucks for some of those dogs. But, uh, some people can't function without them. What about a rat? Therapy rat. Huh. Well, that's the latest trend, and this rat even gets along with cats. I'll tell you about it coming up on Animal Radio News. Wow. More mm. rat talk on Animal Radio. <laughs> Rats and tails today.
4: <laughs> how
9: long do rats live, Dr. Debbie? They live a couple years. Um, yeah, see, that's not the a,
4: problem with
9: that. Yeah, they're not a long-lived creature.
1: <laughs> Let's see. Uh, hey, Brian, how are you doing? All right. Where are you calling from today?
4: Uh, Jackson,
1: Tennessee. What's going on?
18: I've got a Jack Russell that I can't keep her out of the trash no matter what I've tried. And she's about four years old now. I've, we have just... I don't know what to do with her about that. What have you tried? Tell me what you've tried. Um, Tapping her nose, telling her no,
4: hiding the trash can and find it and go right after it again. <laughs> <laughs> so, basically, does your dog go on tables and counters, too, to get food?
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay.
4: All right. Do you ever feed your dog from the table or counter? Do you feed your dog people food? I don't. Who does? I feed her strictly dog food. Uh, father-in-law does need over there. Father-in-law done. Well, see, you can't do anything. You can't fix the problem until everybody in your house understands that that dog cannot have people food from the table, from the counter, from anywhere where you eat. That's the first thing you have to fix. The second thing you have to fix is you have to teach your dog where to go when you eat. And you never feed your dog before you eat, only after you eat. And you only feed your dog dog food in the same spot every time okay and not anywhere around where you eat or when you eat dog can't come near the table when you eat has to go to a spot far from the table or its spot or rug whatever it is wherever you know wherever your dog goes or wherever your dog's spot is you have to place your dog in that spot and teach your dog to stay there while your family eats does that make sense does your dog beg Okay, so you, so these are the first things you got to work on. Now, to give you a quick fix, I was telling Dr. Debbie, there is a product. I cannot remember what it is, but there's a product that you can buy. It, it kind of looks like a mousetrap, and you get like three or four of them, and they go uh, on the lid of the garbage can. And uh, you put it uh, like a newspaper over it, so the dog can 't see it as soon as your dog makes a move to get in the trash can. These things go off and make a really loud, unpleasant noise, and they pop at your dog and scare at your dog you know scare your dog a lot i mean it doesn 't hurt him, but it gives him a shock it scares him it 's like a correction and when a dog learns that, hey, you know I know there 's food in there, but i don 't know what 's going to happen, something bad's going to happen if I touch that can it 'll override the desire and passion to get in there for the food now to keep them off the counters, that'll work when you're not around. When you're around, you've got to know how to correct your dog. So when your dog goes for the trash can, you've got to make a quick, swift correction, which means, hey, clap your hands, hey, and poke him in the neck. Grab him away from the trash. An unpleasant response. You don't start yelling, you don't start talking. It's just one quick word, quick reaction, poke, or a correction with a leash, and pull him away from the can real quick. Correction. Then make him go lie down in his spot and tell him he's a bad dog and after about ten minutes of him staying in his spot you tell him he's a good dog with the counter when you're not around you make a pyramid of of like cans you know you get a bunch of like twelve pop cans and you make a pyramid and you attach a little piece of food to it And when he goes to get it all the cans are going to fall on his head and freak him out and then it'll alert you to come out and give him a quick correction if you're fast enough it has to be within thirty seconds but the most important thing my friend is Nobody can feed your dog table scraps. Your dog can't be allowed to beg. And your dog has to be treated the same by everybody with consistency. Everybody in your family has to do the same thing, or you're not going to be successful. You're just going to mess your dog up. Does that make sense? That's what
18: yeah, that's what I keep telling them. I, you know, I like how she, you got- stays so, she stays so slender, and when they start feeding her, like swells out. And I'm like, mm-hmm.
4: Well, you've got to train the people in your house. The dog is not the problem. The people are the problem. They've got to be trained. And you've got to let them know it's for the good of the dog. I mean, uh, dogs are not happy when they're allowed to do stuff like this.
9: Can you put shot colors on people to help train them? You know
4: what?
5: (laughs) It's not a bad idea, (laughs) Some.
4: You know, you know, people think they're doing a, a nice thing for the dog when they when they give the dog table scraps and when they they allow dogs to beg and they feed dogs off the table. But in reality, what what it's doing is there are times you're not going to want your dog to do that. Dogs can't distinguish. It's like jumping on people. It's like some people say, "Oh, it's okay, he can jump on me, I like it." But see, dogs can't distinguish. Oh, I can jump on this guy and I can't jump on that guy. A dog either knows he can jump on people or he can't jump on people. And if you let a dog jump on some people and not on others, all it does is confuse him. It gives him anxiety, makes him nervous, fearful. And and that's why dogs get crazy. That's why dogs get messed up. They do not understand what is expected of them. They get nuts from that. Dogs need consistency. They need structure. They need boundaries and limitations and then affection. So that's it. Go go train the people in your house and everything will work out for you. I won't we'll start smacking their hands. <laughs>
1: hey. hey Brian, thanks for your call today. We appreciate it. Good luck on that. 1-866-405-8405.
6: Hey, it's Vinny Penn, your resident party animal, welcoming you back for yet another installment. We've got Easter coming up. I want to tell you a story. It seems like everybody seems to know this thing that dogs can't eat chocolate. And whenever it comes up this time of year, you know, or or throughout the year, hey, be careful. Don't let your dogs eat chocolate, this and that. I'm reminded of the time my, like, 10-pound schnauzer, cruiser, who you all must know by now if you're fans of the party animal segment, Uh ate my entire easter basket from a girlfriend uh about 15 years ago or so entire basket uh shiny aluminum foil and everything peeps uh peanut butter filled eggs marshmallow filled eggs whole basket maybe even some of that green straw kind of in the nest maybe even some wicker he could a cruiser could have taken down some wicker uh and he didn't die uh, I, I don't want to tell you, hey, go out and feed the, it, it's, it's urban myth. Go out and feed your dog chocolate. But Cruiser took down an entire basket that weighed more than him, a mini schnauzer. Yeah, he was lethargic at the end of the day, but I think that's mostly because he was high on the chocolate and just was crashing, crashing like crazy. Needless to say, uh, looking out at the lawn for the next couple of nights was interesting because it looked like there was buried treasure everywhere. Shiny gold blooms in his bowel movements all over the backyard. But uh, guard that Easter basket. Guard it with your life. And not to save your dog's life, but just to save your chocolate-covered marshmallows. Vinny Ped, Party Animal on Animal Radio.
13: Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit
7: www.naturalbalance.net to learn more. At TurboTax, we know your paycheck is more than a number.
13: It's brown bag lunches every day.
7: It's picking up extra shifts.
13: And it's catching the bus to work.
7: You work hard to earn your money, and we want to help you stretch every dollar. That's why TurboTax lets you file your simple federal return for free. It's free to prepare, print, e-file, and you can even chat with a tax expert. TurboTax, the power to keep what's yours. Get the federal free edition at TurboTax.com. Live tax help service is subject to availability, restrictions, and change without notice. See TurboTax.com for details.
4: Don't you just hate paying for things you don't need? Well, I do. And that's why I'm here to tell you about PennyBackup.com. We all know about those big companies that allow us to backup our computer files to a safe place on the web, and and that's great. What makes me crazy is that they make me pay for gigabytes of storage that I don't need. PennyBackup.com is here to the rescue. Same features, same data protection, same services, but you pay only 8.9 cents per gigabyte used. That's less than a dime per gigabyte.
3: Save money, lose nothing along the way. Go to PennyBackup.com.
14: What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer canine caviar, visit caninecaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life.
11: You guys need anything else right now?
10: I don't know. NCAA March Madness at Buffalo Wild Wings. (laughs) Wings, beer, and every game imaginable. What else could we want? Except, uh, way to stay longer. Yeah, right.
11: Oh, have you seen our remote? I can put the tournament in slow motion mode for you guys.
6: How's your wings? Even better in
11: slow
13: motion.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Head to the official hangout of March Madness. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings Beer Sports.
1: Radio, toll free one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. 405 8405 Ask your questions of Dr. Debbie, dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Villani, animal communicator Joey Turner, even Ladybug, the studio stunt dog, fielding calls as she usually does. She's so talented. Where did she ever <laughs> learn to talk on the phone like that? <laughs> what a, we should take a picture of that. Isn't that cute? but right now it's all about you at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five, 405 8405 and we go to ronnie hey ronnie hey how you doing doing good where are you calling from today
19: uh well right now i'm in uh inglewood <laughs> in in the l.a area yeah yeah huh? at a starbucks okay well what's going
1: on i have the doctor here
19: okay good uh uh with dr
1: dr
11: debbie
19: D- okay dr debbie okay debbie a couple questions. uh... One, uh, I had a girlfriend who, uh, there was a little baby cat in the middle of the street. We are in Watts. And, and you know how rough, I don't know if you guys know about LA, or that comp in Watts area is pretty tough. And it's late at night, and this cat's screaming and, and crying and crying. And she says, hey, why don't you take him home with you? So I did. Never had a cat in my life. So uh, she's grown up now. It's only been like five, six months. All of a sudden, she's gotten really, really big. And, okay. uh,. I uh, I never had a cat, so now all of a sudden I find myself with all these feathers, not feathers, hairs on my clothes, on my, she sleeps on my bed. I have a, you know, king size bed, and, I, you know, I want to know, first of all, how can I get all these feathers, these, I'm sorry, hairs off, out of my, my clothes and my, uh, sure, and off sure. my, my bed, uh, off my bed. That's number one. I have a couple questions. Number two, uh, is it okay to feed her? I feed her cat food and, uh, uh, you know, uh, the normal cat food, but is it okay? Somebody told me not to feed her, like, sometimes I'll have chicken or i have fish or, uh, you know, I just recently started feeding her, Uh, she'll come up and, you know, I'll I'll give her some... uh, some fish or a little cat, uh, uh, human, human food. Somebody told me that wasn't good. That's number two. Number three was, it was the, uh, what was the other one? Something very important. Too. Oh, uh, and, uh, oh, when she gets in, uh, I guess she starts meowing, 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 meowing. Now meow, meow. she does, uh, as she's getting older, she starts to, geez, very. It, it, it becomes very irritating for me. <laughs> and someone told me she's in heat. No, I don't yeah. know what the hell is going on sometimes because, okay. you know, she's, she's, she's really very irritant, but I love her so much, and I don't want to get rid of her. I don't know what to do about that either. Or where to go. Can you okay. help with All those right. three
9: questions? Absolutely. We can help you. Now, first question I have for you is, does she have short hair or kind of long hair?
19: Uh, Well, I guess I can say about an inch. Uh, when they come off, okay. maybe. It's so uh, pretty okay. short hair.
9: Okay. okay, so in in dealing with the hair, uh, cats are going to be constantly shedding. So you're always going to have mature hair being replaced with new hair. So for cats, they will tend to groom themselves, but some cats need a little bit of extra help. So the two ways to manage this, one is to work on brushing her, the other thing is to work on vacuuming and um, picking up the hair. So okay. for her, um, some cats aren't always hip to the whole idea of having a brush to their back right off the bat. So what you might do is see about getting a grooming glove. It's kind of a glove that's got little nubby things that help to kind of loosen the hairs. It's a great way to get her used to the grooming sensation. Um, but generally, a firm brushes with the kind of the firm bristles, those are the great ways to get the hairs out there.
19: Oh, okay. Now, now, uh, when I brush her, uh, I just brush every day, uh, two times a day, one, I don't...
9: If you can oh. brush every day, you are a faithful cat dad. So I, oh, I would yeah. say that would be yeah. awesome. If you can't do that, you know, a couple times a week. But if you're trying to get on top of this hair thing, um, really daily brushing is going to be great. And it's also, oh. for a lot of cats, it's a great way to bond. You know, they oh. enjoy it and most parts of their body. Underbelly, they're not real hip with that. Oh, um, okay. But that's one I'm glad thing. glad
19: you told me that. All right. So, no, and then okay, the other no thing problem. for the...
9: For the environment to deal with the hair, you know, vacuuming is great for those areas where you can just, you know, hit the carpet um, areas, tops of beds. You know, a lot of folks get those little sticky rollers that are like tape that you can just take the and roll it on your clothing to remove the hair, especially if you're about to go walking out to work um, or something important. Okay. So th- that's just a matter of kind of just picking up the hair with whatever means you need—vacuuming, okay. sweeping, all of that. Okay, um, got so, you,
19: got you. I got you on that now. Tell me about the, I don't have a lot of time, sorry about that, I'm kind of in the middle of teaching, I'm a master in chess, and i got people waiting for me, Uh, can you tell me the last, more importantly, what do I do about her being in heat?
9: Okay. Number one thing, cats will stay in heat, keep going in heat, unless we stop that. And the best thing is to get her spayed, and um, that will take care of things. But cats go through a heat cycle, they'll go out of it for a few days, and they go back into it. And they're annoying, they cr- cry, scream, make a lot of fuss, and become overly affectionate. So that's going to be the best thing you can do.
19: Do you have any place suggested that I can take her? Um, and how much is this very expensive?
9: I don't okay. know what okay. kind of facilities you have there. I can tell you um, the cost may vary depending on where you, whether you go to a shelter environment. Oh, okay. um, in in the Vegas area, I would tell you that if the shelter, I think the space costs somewhere around uh, 70 to $90 at starting price. Okay, in a, okay. In a veterinary office, you're probably looking more like um, 100 to maybe $200, somewhere in that range. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, but okay. a lot kind of depends on what you're looking for there.
19: Dr. Debbie, I really appreciate that very much, and uh, now we know you're not hiding, you're not hiding, you're in Vegas.
7: I'm in <laughs> Vegas, yeah.
19: <laughs> yeah. You're in an undisclosed, uh, you're somewhere oh, with yeah. new, but now we know you're somewhere around
4: Vegas, right?
9: I sure am. Yep, yes. I'm a Vegasite. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs>
4: Ronnie, thank hold on so a second.
1: Much. We're going to grab your address, and I'm going to send you some toys for your cat, some frolic cat toys. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and uh, by the way, Spain, that animal will not only uh, get rid of the meowing and the chance that she'll get pregnant, but uh, there's a lot of health issues. She'll be a healthier cat for it. So really? She'll, yes, much healthier. Oh,
19: man. You know, I was really afraid to do that, because I heard they got a cut on her, and I didn't know whether that was good or
1: not. No, no, it's very um, good. Very good.
9: She's young. She'll bounce back, and she will become a better. Cut for you and then and i'm going to throw in there real quickly also the diet feed her cat food that's the best thing for her cats can become beggars just like dogs so it's best to let her get her calories and all her nutrition from the cat oh, food and, oh, so
19: don't don't feed her the, the human food
9: no no she can get tummy upset and you, she, you can actually create a begging cat um and that will demand food from you um so yeah you don't want to get into that habit just some oh, okay. good cat food oh, would be the way okay to go.
19: you guys have been very helpful uh, I really
1: appreciate it so much. Well, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Also, you mentioned you were listening early, early in the morning. Don't forget, we have several listening options during the day on Sunday afternoon right there in Los Angeles. Hang tight for a second. I'm going to put Judy on the phone with you. She'll get your information. And we'll send you this stuff. Ronnie, thanks for calling. All right. You're welcome. Hold on. one 405 8405 This portion of Animal Radio is brought to us by Stella and Chewies, my friend. Natural goodness for dogs made with raw USDA inspected meat. It's raised naturally with no added hormones or antibiotics. The official food of Ladybug, the studio's stunt dog. Check it out at Stella and Chewy's com. They got some new flavors. She's trying too, with the venison and the rabbit. She loves that stuff.
2: Yes, simply tutti venison fruity. and absolutely rabbit.
1: How you doing, Joey? Splendid. They got tutti fruity flavors yet?
2: Not yet.
3: Not yet. we are
1: working on that. Okay, it's coming up next. Early. There you go.
3: <laughs> well, spring is spring is here basically. Wow. And um, you know what? This is an important time for pet owners as far as grooming goes because now it's time to get your pet ready for summer. Okay, because they've been hanging around all winter long, and they probably haven't been groomed as often as they should because you didn't want to take the dog out in the snow. Or some people's big misconceptions, too cold to have my dog get bathed. Um, So what ended up happening now is your dog has tremendous amounts of undercoat, or it's knotted, and it needs to be um, summarized. Now. If your dog is a shedding dog, let's now get all that dead hair out. Um, take them outside, take her outside, or bring her to the groomer, and, um, brush out all that dead coat, um, comb out that undercoat. So what that's gonna do, it's gonna let the, um, pet skin breathe better when the heat comes, because, like, coat, just like in the winter, it's gonna keep your dog warm. In the summer, it's gonna keep your dog cool. But if your coat isn't working properly because it's all bound up with hair, um, what's gonna end up happening is your dog is just gonna overheat and it's, it's not gonna be comfortable for them. So let's take care of that now. Um, the other thing is, is clipping your dog down. If your dog's extremely matted or knotted, Do it now. Don't wait till summer for two reasons. Dogs get sunburned as bad or worse than people do. So people, what they'll do is they'll wait till it gets real warm because they say, hey, you know what, I'll, I'll, I'll clip them down when it gets warmer because now the dog will stay cool. That's not necessarily true because what you did is you just took the working insulation off your, off your dog. So now you just got heat blaring down on, on your pet, especially if they're out in the sun, mm. which they can overheat. And number two, they can get sunburned. Okay, so if we take care of this now before all this happens, we'll have a little bit of growth of hair on the dog by the time summertime comes. So now we have a working coat, and we also don't have to worry about the sunburn as well. And for people who do wait until summertime, remember they do make sunblock for pets. Make sure you use it. It's really important. A lot of people don't even think about that their pet can get sunburned, and they they can real bad.
0: At Hotels.com, we've got thousands of deals for every occasion. And to celebrate spring, we've got low prices on your favorite getaways. But what could we call such a fantastic sale? The I'm-so-happy-it's-finally-spring-I-could-dance sale? The Man-I-love-a-quick-weekend getaway sale? The grab the camera because it's family vacation time sale? How about just the spring sale? That about sums it up. Now through April 1st, save up to 30% on your favorite destinations. Book now only at Hotels.com. Finding you the perfect place at the perfect price. This is a referral service. Calls will be routed to an independent referral insurance agency. Do you know the number one cause of bankruptcy? No, it's not losing your job or running up credit card debt. It's not even divorce. It's medical costs. If you and your family don't have health insurance, just one serious illness or accident could be financially devastating. But now there's good news, really good news. A health insurance hotline has been established to provide health insurance for all Americans, even uninsured Americans with pre-existing conditions. Now anyone can get health insurance even if you have a pre-existing medical condition. I repeat, now anyone can get health insurance coverage. Call now for a free no-obligation quote on affordable health plans available to you. Again, this is a free hotline for Anyone, even if you have pre-existing conditions, protect you and your family from sudden unexpected medical costs. Call the free health insurance hotline right now at 1-800-838-5562. That's 1-800-838-5562. Call 1-800-838-5562. At TurboTax, we know your paycheck is more than a number. It's juggling school and work.
11: It's
15: paying my dues on the job.
7: And it's pulling all-nighters when I need to. You work hard to earn your money, and we want to help you stretch every dollar. That's why TurboTax lets you file your simple federal return for free. It's free to prepare, print, e-file, and you can even chat with a tax expert. TurboTax, the power to keep what's yours. Get the federal free edition at TurboTax.com. Live tax help service is subject to availability, restrictions, and change without notice. See TurboTax.com for details. Hey,
18: this is Sean Hayes on Animal Radio. Remember to spay and neuter your pets.
13: This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Frolic Hat, the award-winning automatic pet toys that provide hours of fun for you and your pets.
5: I'm Stacey Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, we've heard a lot about horse meat in Europe, but uh, in the United States, there's a new type of animal that people are eating, or maybe they've been eating it for a while, I don't know, But a state lawmaker in Illinois is doing his best to outlaw it, and it's lion meat. The Chicago Sun-Times reports that state representative Luis Ario is trying to pass a law that would ban the sale of lion meat. If the law passes, anybody who sells lion meat for human consumption could face a year in jail or a fine up to 25000 bucks. He calls the practice of killing and eating lions inhumane because they're zoo animals. Arroyo says he got the idea for the law from a very interesting person. apparently, lion is rare fare in Chicago, but one Chicago area butcher supposedly used to sell the meat until he was indicted for his involvement in animal trafficking. Meanwhile, Arroyo says he knows two places in Illinois where he thinks lion meat is sold so what do you think the safest car is for you and your dog? I don't know if you ever go car shopping. do you really think about that you know do you do you look at a car and buy it because you think it'll be a good car for your dog? Well, there's a couple cars that actually are. The Dodge Journey, top of the list of the best pet safe vehicles for under $35,000. Car shopping website Edmonds.com says the Journey features an in dash cooler so you can store your dog's food and water. The Jeep Liberty, also in the top five. That's because they've got specialized pet travel gear like crates and carriers. So have you ever heard uh, somebody say you had a gay dog? It had a gay gay tail. (laughs) I know. It sounds weird. But um, there's a different meaning for that. The term gay tail has nothing to do with your dog's gender or sexuality, if he's neutered or not. It's gay in the sense of happy, and it refers to a tail that's flying high when the dog's alert and engaged, like when he's playing at the dog park. Specifically, it refers to a tail that's set a little higher at the point where it connects to the body, allowing the dog to carry it above the top line. So if you follow the back, in other words, the tail's angle departs from the flat line and goes uphill. The reason I'm telling you this because I was at the dog park the other day, and somebody said, wow, your dog's got, you know, it looks gay. I was, you know, I wasn't prepared for that. I, I just, you know, not that there's anything wrong with it, but I just wanted a little more information. Um, in some breeds, a gay tail is considered undesirable in the show ring, like a pointer, for example. The line of the back should be continued through the tail to make sure the bird here point is more obvious. A perfect example can be found in the logo of the prestigious Westminster Kennel Club. It's a stylized picture of a pointer named Sensation. Anyway, as long as the tail's wagging, I'm happy. And you know what? You should be, too. I'm Stacey Cohen. Get more animal-breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an
13: Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Frolicat, the award-winning automatic pet toys that exercise and entertain your pets. Learn more at Frolicat.com. Cats need to stimulate their curiosity, and Frolicat toys automatically
2: entertain and exercise your pet. Turn on Frolicat Bolt or Frolicat Dart and watch your cat chase after randomly generated laser patterns. Or program Frolicat Twitch to turn on automatically so your cat can play while you are away. Frolicat's award-winning designs fit into your modern home and are fun for you and your pet. Buy them at your favorite store or learn more at Frolicat.com.
0: This is a referral service. Calls will be routed to an independent referral insurance agency. Do you know the number one cause of bankruptcy? No, it's not losing your job or running up credit card debt. It's not even divorce its medical costs if you and your family don't have health insurance just one serious illness or accident could be financially devastating but now there's good news really good news a health insurance hotline has been established to provide health insurance for all americans even uninsured americans with pre-existing conditions now anyone can get health insurance even if you have a pre-existing medical condition i repeat now anyone can get health insurance coverage call now for a free no obligation quote on affordable health plans available to you again This is a free hotline for anyone, even if you have pre-existing conditions. Protect you and your family from sudden unexpected medical costs. Call the free health insurance hotline right now at 1-800-838-5562. That's 1-800-838-5562. Call 1-800-838-5562. It was the moment I realized I was about to lose my job.
16: I found myself searching for pills instead of just being with my family.
7: At that moment... I finally decided to get help for my addiction to opioids.
16: The prescription painkillers.
7: At TurnToHelpNow.com, you'll learn that opioid dependence is a real medical condition and that there are different ways to get help, including those in a private setting, without the need for daily visits.
16: That moment led me to to TurnToHelpNow.com.
7: Make now your moment. Visit TurnToHelpNow.com today.
1: Radio. Not your uh, father's pet talk, by any means whatsoever. I saw this article in the paper about this, uh, oh, what kind of dog was this? A uh, retriever? Was it a retriever? Ate 111 pennies, apparently Whoa. sitting on the counter. Oh. Always <laughs> <is> a, oh, <laughs> a dog that likes to give change.
9: <laughs> that's enough change that's sitting in the back of my couch right now.
1: That can be toxic, though, isn't it? Can't they get some kind of toxicity from it?
9: Absolutely, yes. Zinc and many types of pennies, yeah.
1: They uh, removed it five at a time, and the dog is doing okay. So uh, what is that? Is that a retriever? I didn't see that there. Retrievers eat anything, don't they, Doc?
9: They do. They are definitely the poster child for ingestion troubles, (laughs) whether it's something toxic or something weird, like, you know, uh, I've had a dog actually ingest the tongs from a barbecue.
1: Wow. (laughs) Oh, my God. Wow.
9: (laughs) Crazy but true, yes.
1: (laughs) You see it all over there, I imagine.
9: Yeah, we get all sorts of interesting things. This week we've had all sorts of rocks being cut out of animals, Easter grass still hanging out uh, with some patients, uh, needed surgery. So we've had a lot, definitely.
4: Hey, hey, Dr. Debbie, what's the most valuable thing you've ever removed from a dog's tummy?
9: Oh, I would have to see some jewelry that we help to facilitate passing through the backside. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. <laughs> Meaning there was some poop scoop and, and a little bit of some um, laxatives that were used. Um but yeah, that was a diamond ring that was actually passed out. Like way. a wedding wow. ring. Wow. Yeah, engagement ring. Um, so that's probably the most valuable on a dollar basis. Um, but you know, there's all sorts of wacky things. Um, children's toys. Believe it or not, a lot of those plastic toys, little army men. I have a picture of an X-ray of an army man where you can see it in the dog's stomach, and he's got a little gun <laughs> poised. <laughs> so you got to pick up after those kids. They're you know, kids are filthy. You got to pick up after them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, you know, my dog chews on my uh, phone, my iPhone, and I just got an iPad, and I'm afraid that they're going to chew on the iPad, uh-uh. but one of the things I see with this iPad, one of the apps that I have the option of downloading, is the Pavlov Dog Monitor, which is a dog training application, which I'm just getting familiar with. Uh just look, put it on yesterday. Oh, hey, Philip, how are you doing?
20: I'm good. I'm right here. How are you guys? Good. Philip
1: Angert, is that how we spell your, pronounce your name?
20: Yeah, Philip Anger. You got it right. Okay, so you have an app.
1: Called the Pavlov dog monitor, which is for iPad. What does it do?
20: It's kind of like a baby monitor, but for your dog, so you can remotely check on them when they start barking. It sends oh. you a message on your Facebook from your pet that the pet sends themselves well, based on their barking behavior. Okay, so and my- the point of it is when it hears the barking, it sends out a video of the owner telling them, Bad boy, no barking. Oh. And when they're good, then they get a good boy video. So it's kind of like a remote monitor that's got a little bit of, you know, extra design in there.
1: So they have to be using their iPad. Yeah, First of all, you have to get your pet an iPad. Is that what you're saying?
20: <laughs> <Yeah. Because> I- <laughs> your pet needs his own iPad now. No, but they do need to
1: see the iPad.
20: Well, yeah, so they're going to have to have it just with them. That's the base station. The pet needs their own iPad at home to communicate with you.
1: Okay. And so when they bark, a message that the owner or the guardian has pre-recorded comes on scolding them.
20: Yeah, so when they bark, it triggers two things. One, a message to the owner that the dog's at home barking, a little picture of the dog and a sound wave of how loud and how many times. And then a pre-recorded video and then you got, you know, the owners can do any kind of video they want. So it's just based on, you know, your relationship with the pet. Mm. You can turn them off or, you know, have them on, whichever way.
1: And on the flip side, if they've been good, if they don't bark, a video comes on of the owner that you've pre-recorded of them giving them kudos. Is that correct?
20: Correct. And we have now a treat dispenser that's going to be working with the app. So you can trigger that remotely or the app triggers that so they get actual little treat. Oh,
15: no,
4: no. What I like is if if the dog is barking, could you could you uh, program the thing to play like a a loud sound, like like a bunch of cans falling on the floor, instead of the only no, scolding
20: one. I mean that's up to whatever the person wants to do, but um, perfect. You know, of course, it's just the default. There is just a, a little sound bite.
2: Mm,
1: I like yeah. the idea. What if uh, what if my dog likes to eat my electronic <laughs> devices?
20: <laughs> should definitely put those away out of reach well then you you
4: need a second ipad to say bad dog when he eats the first ipad
20: (laughs) yeah that that question is definitely an important one with leaving electronics at home with the pet you definitely want to mount them up high enough so that the pet can't reach them sure you don't want to put what? it down on the floor because then the pet, you know, will play with it like a toy if if that's what they do.
9: Hey, Philip, what yep. what is the sensitivity on this? As far as as you mentioned, like one bark, or like what if a dog barks like once every ten seconds? Are you going to keep getting these these memos to your phone saying barking is going
20: on? No. So there's a there's an algorithm that we built in there, um, kind of like a tuning the app based on your pet's. Behavior So it, after you use it for a few rounds, it starts to understand your pet's, you know, mood at home. If the pet's starting to just go to sleep all the time and the app's working for your pet, then they get less and less videos. We want them to be, you know, not relying on the app and don't wake them up from sleep. And on yeah. the other hand, if the dog barks just here and there, then they shouldn't get too many. Mm. It it, it tunes itself over time. That's how the app
1: works. Now it sounds like a really genius idea, but I got, you know, I'm always the devil's advocate here. (laughs) I always play. I'm thinking, what if the dog sees your owner and hears their owner and is intentionally setting off this device trying to get the message from the owner? Or the I
20: think I know so what you're asking, and it's been really interesting with all the you know beta users and the people that are using it right now. They're noticing that when the dog walker comes home just to you know walk their dog, because this this app you know was developed for people that live in a big city and you got neighbors complaining about barking dogs. You actually get a message, yeah, the dog barks to remind or to make that notice. Yep, somebody just came to the door, and then you just got a notification that the dog walker just got there's kind of like a surveillance camera <laughs> That your dog triggers
2: but you know dogs like any kind of uh, attention. attention attention negative attention well, they keep going over there they 're bored and they yeah. go over there and they bark and they see their that's owner why, that's, that's kind that's of that's why
4: i that's why I asked them if you could program because you know what dogs hate is loud noise like like you know uh, I was talking to somebody about how to keep their dog off the counter and, and you you could put like twelve tin cans up there in a pyramid, <laughs> and you could attach food to it, and when the dog goes to get the food, all these tin cans fall down. dogs hate that they hate to be. Startled. So they learn to stay off the counter because they're going to have a, a, a really uh, menacing sound happen that's displeasurable to them.
1: Well, you always say when you make those noises to distract your dog, don't let them know where it's coming from. And, and they will they will know where this is coming from. So I'm actually going to try this out and test it with our uh, little yapper ladybug and uh, see if it works.
4: But let me ask you this: you Are working on one for a shopping wife? You know, like if she she
20: spends a lot of money. You know, we've got a couple of users that are using it for their husbands. Actually, they wake up and they get the bad boy.
2: No. Uh, uh, I'll do it for my husband
9: snoring. Ooh, there you go. Well,
1: it sounds like you're onto something. It's a buck ninety nine to download this app and you can get it uh, at the app store. Pavlov Dog Monitor, of course, we'll link to it from AnimalRadio.com. And of course, I will be uh, testing this out over the next couple of weeks and I will let everybody know how it is working. How fun. Philip, thank you so much for joining us and for your brilliant idea.
20: <laughs> Thanks, you guys. Thanks for having me. Have a great day.
7: You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more.
14: This
4: is Animal Radio. Oh, people are nuts. I'm much more concerned with, you know, how women are treated around the
1: world than a jingle. Animals are people too. Who cares? It's a joke. a break. Hey, Mike, how are you doing? I'm
12: doing great. Beautiful day out here in West Texas.
1: West Texas. Okay. West. You folks in West Texas, are you offended by our jingle at all, animals are people too?
12: No, I think that uh, I think animals are people. I, I enjoy their company more than a lot of people I meet. That's for sure. That's for sure. They won't
1: ride. Say,
3: lines, I like so.
1: Texas. I love Texas. I love Texas too. What's going on with you? I understand you want to talk to Alan here.
12: Yeah, I've got a question about a dog that's trying my patience. I I live in Phoenix and I run from Phoenix to Houston uh, twice a week. I was at a truck stop in El Paso and I found a little dog, a little malnourished pup, and picked him up. And he's been riding with me for about two months now. I'm going to keep him till the end, but uh, he's. So far, learned how to, uh, uh, heal on the leash. Uh, he can sit, lay down, and stay. But I cannot teach this dog to come to me when I call his name. And it's, it's, uh, getting to the point where I, I almost, uh, cringe when I think about taking him out to play, which I do still. But I, I bought the 25 foot training lead and I watched some videos on YouTube and they make it look really easy. And uh, when he has that training lead on, he's very well behaved and he comes to me. But the minute I take it off and I say, all right, we're going to try this without it, he's just hes off. He's like a rocket. He goes.
4: So you've said a couple of key things. Uh, first, trying your patience. He's trying your patience. Number two, you told me he's a puppy. And number three, you told me you uh, you just basically found him. And they make it look easy on the Internet. It's not easy. Everything takes patience, and then it's easy. And everything takes time, and then it's easy. So when you have a little puppy like that, that dog is smart, which is a good thing. He's figured out that when you have him on the leash, he can't go anywhere. And he's figured out that when you let him off the leash, he's free. The key is, buddy, is that you never let him off the leash, okay? Because it's going to take a while for him to respect you. So if you want to let him off the leash, you've got to do it in an enclosed area, and you've you got to understand that that's not training time, that's play time. If you're going to train them, it's training time with no play. And if you're going to play with them, it's play time, and you're training them without him knowing it. So you've got to do one or the other because dogs are not like machines. People think they can flick a dog like a light switch. You know, they can walk in the house and get all manic and like, oh, how are you doing? You're such a cute little dog. What a cute little dog. Okay, I'm done being like that. Now mellow out. It doesn't work like that. So, you've gotta let the dog know with structure and discipline and time. You know, you, like, you've gotta to, got to have a special time each day where you're gonna train your dog. And then after training, that's when playtime begins. And you have to take your dog for long walks on the leash and you've gotta give your dogs instructions all the time and, and see that he follows the instructions and be patient with him and not react when he doesn't do what you say, but only when he does do what you say. And then over time, your dog will learn to respect you. This is going to be a two-year process, my man. After the first year, you'll see the dog's results. You'll see the dog will come to you when you call, but maybe if a car goes by, he won't. He'll chase after it. Use positive reinforcement, and never give your dog attention for doing stuff you don't want him to do.
12: I know that that reward of him being super smart and knowing the things that I'm saying—it's going to come. But with this dog, my goodness, it seems like it's taken a long time, and I feel horribly guilty that I'm forcing him to live in this 10-square-foot truck with me. All right, one more
4: thing, Mike. Get rid of the guilt. All he needs is about a half hour to an hour a day of exercise. Plus, he gets to be with you all the time. And dogs are masters at just taking naps. They love it. As long as they're with you. He loves being with you. You're his, you're his pack. He loves being with you. So don't feel guilty. Guilt is the enemy of a good dog trainer.
6: This is Animal Radio, baby.
1: And the Dream Team is here for you at one 405 8405 Our very talented Dream Team, of course, Dogfather Joey Volani. Check out his new spot and odor remover. Good stuff. We've been using it around here to get the blood out of the carpets.
9: Oh, stop! <laughs> it sounds like a post. I know. what's going on,
1: uh, Doctor Debbie. Of course, <laughs> she has her uh, line of books, which are great: Yorkshire Terrier Shih Tzus, Pugs, Mini Schnauzers. How to be your dog's best friend. Very good books. You're a hell of a writer. I'll tell you that right uh, now.
9: Thank you. You know, and I'm I'm so thrilled. I have a lot of my pa- or my, my patients, my clients, that are actually reading the books and like, oh yes. But you know, what? I'm telling these things in the exam rooms, and they're not listening. They read it in the book, and they're like, aha, uh-huh.
1: it's a whole. Different <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) story. Let's uh, head on over to Kathy. Hey, Kathy, how are you doing?
21: I'm fine, thank you.
1: Where are you calling from today?
21: I'm calling from Dana Point, California. Oh, okay. Orange County. Orange
1: County, okay, very good. I have Dr. Debbie right here. What's going on?
21: We are trying to help a dog, our dog adjust from the loss of his master, my mother-in-law. Is it best to give away things like blankets that were in her home that he used to sit on with her um, or anything that would carry her scent. And the reason I'm asking it is because when we went back to her home, we had to take our dog with us. And when we went into the home, he hid underneath the coffee table the entire time unless I could coax him out with me. Mm. And any time he was around anything that had... The scent, like blanket, whatever, um, he would just bolt away from it and go back to either the bed that he was sleeping on with us or under the coffee table. And we're going to have to go back. And so I'm trying to figure out the best way to not cause him so much stress and anxiety.
9: Okay. Now, how long ago did she pass? September of this past year. So it's been about six months. Okay. And then, so how is the dog behaving in your home? Beautifully. I mean, he's got some quirks
21: because he was uh, a lap dog for her uh, for the last three or four years. She fed him human food. So, okay.
9: Uh, All right. Well, a couple things. is, is The first thing is that um, dogs really kind of... F- Suit some purpose in everyone's lives they find it we find what their job is. Um, my one large Labrador is the clown in the house that's what his job is we don't <laughs> expect him to have brains, um, but he is just our entertainment for an for a dog that is in a home with an elderly person or someone who's ill, they suit a purpose in that home and a lot of times it's companion, it is a moral support it is really just their right arm if you will yeah. emotional. So going back into that physical environment may remind him that this is what you did, but because she's no longer there, it creates anxiety for him. Okay. So the the challenge is that I don't think at this point that trips to the home are going to be in his best interest. Now. The challenge would be if there are items you need to, to integrate into your home, we want to do that on a, um, preferably on his new turf where he's comfortable and relaxed and he's not fearful and, you know, behaving with anxiety. And okay. then try to introduce those things and work on, um, rewarding him for being calm and quiet in their presence. Okay. You know, if it's a matter of, you know, things like bedding, you know, laundering that can help um but a, a lot of these things that are really sent triggers for these guys um mm-hmm. it's really going to take him back there and because she's not there he he wants to perform that role and it's creating anxiety for him so okay
21: so it is so, anxiety okay yeah. All
9: right. and then
21: That's a the other tremendous the, help.
9: Yeah, and then the other things that you can really do, and and for any pet that's grieving um, the loss of another pet or, you know, a a master, is that we really kind of have to occupy their time in getting them into some structure. Okay. So we're not asking them to forget. We're just trying to act, ask them to focus both mental and emotional energy. So, you know, getting, getting him on a schedule at the house where you're taking him out for walks twice a day. Um, you take him to a dog park for socialization, um, or doggy daycare, things that kind of occupy him, um, keep him physically tired and also mentally stimulated, different things going on. Um, mm-hmm. that's going to help his mindset so that, you know, when you start to introduce furniture or items, that you're going to have a little bit calmer pet that's not going to have as much pent up anxiety because he's going to have a new purpose, a new job in that house. Maybe to be your friend going for walks twice a day or to accompany you to the dog park. Okay, so you, you have to find that new role for him in the house and make sure that, you know, it, it's a scheduled um, program.
21: Well, if I have time to ask one question about a spirit. When a person passes and the dog is there, uh, our this dog was with her. She wanted that. But right a second before she passed away, he bolted out of the room. I had to um, go and lie down with him in another room and try to calm him. And a friend of mine said that animals can actually, particularly dogs, can actually see the spirit leaving the body is that true i mean i don't Gosh. know how you know it for sure but is that conceivable
9: well i mean getting into the spirit realms kind of out of my expertise but what i can tell you is that animals sense disease and they sense death in a way that we don't anticipate okay. so in many times they know what's coming so they okay. understand. So they don't have to always be reminded of someone who's passed because they've sensed that coming on for some time. Okay. So a lot of times we need to prepare pets for someone's, you know, impending passing, whether it's a, you know, household pet or a person. But a lot of times they know if it's some kind of disease process, there's an energy they pick up. There's mm-hmm. biochemical sense, things like that. So, mm-hmm. um, talking on a scientific level, absolutely. You know, those things were changing. He was sensing that, um, you know, as far as the spiritual thing, I probably can't be the one to answer that, but right. um, I definitely feel that animals know when these things are happening.
21: And okay. Thank you so much. I really appreciate this time to get your
9: expertise on this. Okay, well, best wishes for you all. Thank you so
1: much. Thanks for your call, Kathy. Well, that's all we have time for. Thanks for joining us for Animal Radio. Remember, you can get more Animal Radio over at the website at animalradio.com. And, of course, you can download the Animal Radio app for iPhone or Android. Ask your questions right from the app or listen to past shows. Catch up with us. Any questions, use our resources. It's just a great app to go ahead and download right now. I'll wait. No, I won't wait. You can do it after the show. (laughs) Have yourself a safe and happy Easter and April Fool's, and we'll see you next week right here for more Animal Radio.
4: Bye-bye. Thank you, my friends. I love you all. Bye. 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 Sick
7: and
14: mood. always adopt, don't declaw. This is Animal, Animal. Animal Radio Network.
7: Network.